Praise God. Welcome to all of you online this morning. I was just really exhorting here about the blessings of rejoicing, praise God, with our congregation as we have just finished up our worship part of our service this morning. You guys do not get to uh, be part of that. I wish you could, but it just does not translate very well from here to online. But that's why we invite you to join us here so you could be here with us, worshiping, praising God, because it's exciting. Praise the Lord. But welcome to you. Welcome to those that are joining us by phone, by the conference line this morning. And all of you in attendance here this morning, we just are so blessed by your presence. Praise God. And we have some that we haven't seen in a while. And we have a uh, first-time visitor here this morning. And hopefully he's no longer a visitor, but a member from this day forward in that Zion. Praise God, welcome to Moving River Ministries. We welcome back, again, glad to see Sister Alana and Brother Caleb in the back, praise God. <laughs> awesome. And to all of you who are just so faithful in showing up, you know, and being on, uh, with us, joining the things online, we are just blessed, oh God, to call you a brother and sister in Christ on this journey together, praise the Lord. And, and I do not take you for granted. It, it is an honor, it is a privilege when I fall on my knees in prayer that you are first and foremost in my heart and in my mind every time I pray, all of you, all of you. I see your faces, praise God, and, and God just blesses me to just fall in love with you more and more. And those of you who are online, don't think that you're missed out in those things because you're not. I know that you join us. I see your names. Those that are attending to the technology, they let me know. They let me know your comments, praise God. And I just want to give a shout of praise unto our uh, person that does all of our technology at present time. And that is our son, Brother Adam McGahee, he is currently manning the technology right now, and he is doing a fantastic, first, uh, top-notch, professional job at things, and he has now included an audio to our uh, messages. They are made available through our uh, Moving River Ministry site, and I believe he is making them available also through our Facebook uh, presence as well. And, and the advantage that that gives you is twofold. One, you do not get the distraction of seeing me, because I can be quite distracting at times. And I know that because I distract myself. When I look at the way I act and some of the faces that I make, Sister Johnnell, I just totally get distracted and I will lose focus on what I'm hearing. So that's an advantage for you. You will not be distracted any longer if you just listen to the audio portion of the message. <laughs> Praise God. The other advantage is this. You now get to listen to that audio wherever your phone goes. Wherever your phone goes, it could be in the car. You can't take your computer in the car with you. you. You know, sometimes you would lose that signal, but your 
uh, but your phone now, it can be with you and you can listen to those audios. And I began to listen to the audio that he downloaded last night. And uh, it was so much easier. <laughs> so much easier than watching it, praise God. And so I encourage you, listen to those audios. Get an added blessing to the messages that God is sharing with us here at Moving River Ministries. Invite your friends and family to join in and listening to those audios because those are messages that are coming from the Lord, praise God. God wants us to be uh, molded and shaped, conformed to his word, not to this world. There is but one letter difference between the word and the world. But we need to conform to the word, God's word, praise God. So let me give you a, a short review this morning in regards to some of the message that, that we've been hearing. And then um, I just want to catch us up so everybody's on the same page. And uh, if you want to hear, see any of these messages, you can access them via our Moving River Ministries page or you can go to our Facebook page. So our review, um, praise God, and I'm going to go to my phone for this. Are you still with us on the prayer line conference call? Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Sister Beatrice. Praise the Lord. Sounds like Sister Karen is with us as well. Is that right? Uh, yes, amen. Praise the Lord. So some of the messages that we have been having, and uh, who's still getting the text messages on a daily basis? All right. There might have been a day or so that I might have missed. And if I ever miss you, it is not intentional. You know, there's a, a lot of names that I have to send the message to and a lot of names that my wife has to send the message to. It's not intentional. And if you really uh, are liking the messages and you got missed, just say, you missed me today. Because if you don't get the messages, I'm, I'm going to say by like uh, 6 p.m., I've missed you. All right. <laughs> it's not very often that I get the messages out later than that. I try to get them out first thing in the morning. Sometimes they come out early afternoon. But if you don't get them by 6 p.m., just send me a message. Send Sister Lisa a message. I missed the message today. All right. Praise God. Um, I still struggle with whether I want to continue that because I don't want to become a bother to anybody, all right? As long as I'm not bothering anybody, praise, praise the Lord, the messages will continue. But I'm going to try and shorten them too. So I'm going to give a quick review. Praise the Lord. Our first message for the year was God wants me. The second message was power wants me. The third message was love wants me. I'm going to be building on those three messages over the year. Praise God. But we followed up with, <clears throat> his love is teaching me his ways. See that, hear that, feel that. Little by little, God is drawing me. In the last days, behold, nothing is too hard for him. Choose mercy. And doing the marvelous was last week's message. Today's message is rejoice evermore. Praise God. So that's our review, quick review. Not going to go any further into the reviewing process. And so at this time, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer, and we're going to take up an offering. Uh, where's my brother, Jasir? Birthday man, would you come? 
and take up an offering this morning, say a blessing over the offering, praise God, and render us up a prayer of thanksgiving unto all of those that are here with us this morning. So let me give you a little bit of um, intro into the lesson this morning while Brother Jasir is taking up the offering. And those of you who are joining us online, I am sure you are seeing our donation button that is coming up before you right now. And uh, please follow that donation button and give unto the Lord as he has blessed you and encourages your heart to give. Um, and we appreciate you so much in what you give unto the Lord. Praise God. Those of you who feel more comfortable in sending a donation via mail, please send it to Moving River Ministries at 453, 453 South Main Street, Wilkes-Barre, PA, 18701. Praise God. And we thank you again. And here's a little bit of an introduction into today's message. We're going to talk about today. How David, the author of many of the Psalms, which is the longest book in the Bible, rejoiced evermore and played music unto Saul to soothe Saul. Praise God. We're not going to get into the story about how much Saul hated David. But if you go back and you read in the book of 1 Samuel, you will come to understand that relationship that Saul and David had, praise God. We're going to look at this morning how musicians played an important role in battles and how Jesus and his disciples also sang hymns unto the Lord, praise God. Rejoice evermore. You know, my wife and I have started playing the guitar. I'm sure y'all have heard that, right? No, you haven't heard us play yet. Praise God. And, and you would probably be thankful that you haven't. <laughs> I know I'm thankful that you haven't. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The guitar is not an easy instrument. Who in here plays the guitar? Anybody? Come on. Are there any musicians in here at all? Any kind of instruments, okay? Brother Isaiah, Sister Alana, what do you play? The flute, Sister Maxine? The harmonica, that's a hard instrument to play. Sister Lois? The keyboard, praise. Keyboard is not easy. Learning those chords and everything and melodies on piano, keyboard, that's not an easy thing. I appreciate the practice and the... Um, it, it, it takes diligence. <laughs> Praise God, I just heard my echo. You know, what's that? And neighbors that don't mind. But it takes a lot of discipline to get better and better and better. And 
and as children in school at one time used to be encouraged to learn an instrument. They don't have that opportunity anymore. It's been taken away. They don't have that opportunity anymore. But, and then parents of those children. I remember when I was um, eight years old, I wanted to learn how to play the violin, Brother Josh. Woo, glory. <laughs> My mom went out and bought me a violin. I can still play the violin today. But the noise that she had to put up with, hearing that violin and the screechy sounds and the neighbors next door. Sister Charlene was a neighbor at the time when I'd be playing the violin. I'm pretty sure she heard the screeching going on, but I got pretty good. At one time, the city of Wilkes-Barre had their own orchestra that um, consisted of all schools in the, in the uh, Wilkes-Barre district. And from the grades of 7 through 12, and those who were the best got to participate in that orchestra. My first year in seventh grade, I got to participate in that orchestra. That's how good I had gotten. And I got to second chair the very next year. The one that was um, first chair to me was a senior. Praise God. It takes diligence. It takes practice in order to continue to get better. We do not, just because we come to the Lord, just because we get baptized in Jesus' name, just because we repent of our sins, if we have spoken in tongues, if we have not spoken in tongues, if we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, if we haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, it's still going to take some diligence. It's still going to take some practicing. It's still going to take more and more learning how to live for Christ in order for us to get better. So many people think you come to Christ and you repent of your sins, you accept the Lord as your Savior, you're good. Some people think just because they get baptized in Jesus' name, they're good. Some people think just because they get filled with the Holy Spirit, just because they speak in tongues, they're good. I've got news for you. Evil is still at your doorstep. Evil is still speaking to your mind. I guarantee you it is. How do I know that? Because Jesus himself, who was God, robed in the flesh, was taken out into the wilderness and tempted of the devil. The Bible tells me. So if the enemy is so bold as to approach Jesus... God robed in the flesh. Who are we? Who are we? Subject unto the same enemy. Praise God. But can we still rejoice evermore? Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell us this morning how we can rejoice evermore. Praise God. We don't need to run scared of the enemy. Praise God. But we can put the enemy to flight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Had my wife and I never got started playing the guitar, we would not be as far along as we are. 
And though we have a long way to go, it is quite gratifying to enjoy the progress we truly have made. But there's obstacles. There has been obstacles in our way. One of those obstacles has been making time to practice. The other has been getting these fingers, which are the right hand that you hold the guitar neck with, and then get these fingers to move around. They do not like to obey. I mean, the Bible says the tongue is the most unruly member. I'm, these fingers are pretty unruly, too. <laughs> they do not. And this pinky, this pinky can do a lot of things, right? If you get it to obey. If you can get these fingers to obey, they can do a lot of things. You watch some of these musicians, how they move up and down the guitar, how they move over and over different strings in the violin, how they move across the keyboard, praise God, with ease, it seems. They didn't do that overnight. The majority of them did not do that overnight. There are very few people who are blessed with that um, miraculous ability to be able to do things like that. Very few. I'm not one of them. I sit down to that piano, I have practiced. When I haven't, you know it. <laughs> Praise God, because it will come forth. You will hear all kinds of mistakes. If you've got any ear for music, you can hear some of the mistakes I make. I try and cover them up real quick. <laughs> I do. I try and cover them up as fast as I can. Move on. <laughs> Praise God. But anybody with an ear for music, they know when you have hit a wrong key. <laughs> Praise God. God loves us so much. He is the reason that we can rejoice. He is the reason that we have praise in our hearts. He, has, he is the reason that we have come this morning. Praise the Lord. He is the, he is the reason why we feel the way that we do. He is the one that causes us to have a mind to overcome every obstacle that comes in our way. Praise the Lord. He truly is the reason for our rejoicing. Praise God. The third thing, <laughs> the third thing um, that has been somewhat of an obstacle in our uh, guitar endeavor is remembering what we've learned. You got to remember these things. Because <laughs> you can know or have practiced where a certain chord is, Brother Josh. And it's time for you now to play that chord and you're thinking, now what strings is it? What fret is it on? Some of you who've ever attempted to play the guitar are, are knowing what I'm talking about here. And, and you gotta remember these things. And now, once you, once you can remember them, now comes the time to play a song, Cyan. You gotta play these songs. It's not just knowing the chords, you gotta put those things together to bring out a song out of that thing. And so now you gotta move from chord to chord to chord to chord to chord in melody with the song. So, again, there's the obstacles. Making time to practice, getting the, getting your fingers to obey, and I'm going to liken all of this to the scriptures here in just a moment. 
Because we got to make time to practice what it is we're learning. We hear these messages on a, a weekly basis. But if they don't come back to our remembrance, if we're not taking time to just focus on the things that we are hearing, they will make no difference in our lives. They will be in one ear and out the other one. Faster than the wind could blow. Getting your mind to obey. Obey what you're hearing from the Lord. That is a choice that we all get to make. Whether we are going to obey these things. Put them into practice. The spirit is willing. This flesh is weak, isn't it? These fingers don't want to move. They act like they're paralyzed. Sometimes we act like we're paralyzed. We might like everything we're hearing, but then this flesh is weak. This flesh is rising up against us. And then we got to remember what we've learned. Remember it, because there's going to come a time when you are going to be put to the test. For the things that you have learned. It happens all the time in school. You learn these things. The things are taught. But then comes the test. And if you have forgotten them, you are not going to pass the test. Put it all together. Now let's rejoice evermore. Can we give the Lord some praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So let's turn in our Bibles to Psalms 150. Psalms 150. Praise the Lord. Psalms 150. Praise the Lord. And those of you who are online this morning, um, I'm sure those scripture verses are going to be coming your way. Praise the Lord. Psalms 150. Psalms 150 is such an awesome psalm, and um, it, it tells us all about praise and how we're not the only ones that praise, praise God. I mean, there's firmament in the in the power, in the firmament of his power, praise God. Are we the ones that are make, praising up in the firmament? No, we're not. We're down here on earth. Praise the Lord. So let's look at Psalms 150, verses 1 through 6 it is. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Somebody's praising him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise God. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And let us all say together that last, um, those last four words, Praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So this is how important praise is. Somebody's got to play these instruments. Amen? I asked for a prayer request several weeks ago. And um, this is something that God has laid upon my heart. 
you know, in regards to the children here at Moving River Ministries. And God laid it on my heart to start an orchestra here. Jesus. I'm like, Lord, I, and I, <laughs> I said, Lord, really? Really? But God called me to do it, right? Just like God called me to pastor. It's not something that I had desired to do. But this is something that God is calling me to do, just like pastoring, just like preaching the word. If God is calling me to do it, God's going to make a way for it to come to pass. God's going to bring all the resources needed. Actually, the resources are already there. They are already there. If the children are not already here to bring about that, they already exist. Amen. And they are going to become part of here. Praise the Lord. So it's going to happen. See, there's no doubt in the mind of God, and so there's no doubt in my mind either. Praise God. So God is going to bring these things to pass, and I am excited about it. I'm so excited about it, I've already gotten a trumpet and a flute. I already have a couple violins. Amen. God's going to bring it to pass. God's going to show them how they can play music by ear and how they can read music. And by the winter of this coming year, I'm proposing that we're going to have a concert. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Rejoice evermore, church. Can we give the Lord some praise? God is doing wonderful, amazing, marvelous things. He truly is. He truly is. God didn't call Moving River Ministries here to exist but for a moment. God is establishing Moving River Ministries. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to say this. I had some reservations in saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because God is putting it on my heart to say it. Many people have um, missed having prayer in school. They did not like the fact that prayer was taken out of school. But I'm going to tell you this. We live in a day of diversity. We live in a day of tolerance. We live in a day of acceptance. If prayer were still in school, can you imagine what prayer that might be? What prayer that might be today? Because the schools are not mandated by God. And it certainly wouldn't be a prayer that I would be pleased with. So in this day of diversity, I'm glad that there's not prayer in school. I do not want the school teaching my children about Jesus. Because I don't know what they would teach them. I want that responsibility. Can anybody say I want that responsibility? We want the government to be responsible for way too much in our lives. And we want to shrug off responsibility to somebody else. 
We're the ones who need to re be responsible for raising our kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Amen. And teach him, teach them all about his love. Don't teach them to be afraid of God. Teach them about the love of God and who he truly is. My God. Thank you, Lord. That's for somebody I don't know because I wasn't going to say it, but hey, it's there. Praise God. Let's turn in our Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 21. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 21. Let's remember the name of our message this morning is Rejoice Evermore. We've got some reasons to rejoice evermore, to get excited, praise God. God is doing exciting things. When we think about the message last week, God doing marvelous things. We sang that song this morning about doing the marvelous, praise God. And we're excited about it. I'm excited about it, praise God. Are you excited about what God is doing? It's awesome to see Brother um, Daryl and Sister Hannah yet again in church with baby Genesis on board. Praise God. That's something for us to be excited about, church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We do not need to take these things lightly, but we need to edify, encourage, and support with love one another constantly, praise God. Not for our own selfish reasons. I don't say these things because I, I want you to keep on coming back because I want your tithing and offering. That is not my purpose for being here. I'm not telling you all kind of things or sending you text messages because your offerings have excited me this week. That is not my motivation. I am motivated by the love of Christ. Amen. Precious Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 21. Praise the Lord. Rejoice evermore. Hallelujah. Part of our um, scripture text for the week was 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16 and 17. And it said, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. I didn't get a song for that one, so I didn't even do anything with it. Praise God. We've been learning enough new songs, and I, I like, okay, let's go back and practice some of these new songs so we can get them down so we can sing them at other times, too. Praise God. This one will come. This one's easy. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. That's a song within itself. You, you alone could make up a melody to that, I'm sure. Praise God. And if you do, bring it to me. We'll learn it. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 21 says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. What an, a scene, if we can only imagine. Here's an army ready to go to battle. On the front lines of people singing. Singing praises unto the Lord. Can you see what rejoicing in the Lord is really all about? I mean, you got a song in your heart and you're ready for battle. My God. We don't know what a day will bring sometime. Can we be dressed for battle with a song of praise? Hallelujah. 
King Jehoshaphat said, I'm listening to the Lord. I'm sending out singers before the army. My God. Can you imagine any army doing that today? <laughs> None but the army of God. But this was the army of Israel, praise God. This was a real army. They were going to war. This was blood. Flesh and blood battle. But they put God first. They put the praise First, we start our days sometimes and we forget to start our days with praise. Why? Why? Because obstacles are in the way. Just like practicing the guitar, obstacles are in the way. Making time, you got to make time for praise. Make time for praise. Let it be a priority. You got to make this flesh obey. The spirit is willing, but this flesh is weak. You got to bring it from inside and let it come out. Praise God. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23. And this is um, what I was mentioning before in regards to Saul. Praise God. Saul was a 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23. Saul was appointed the first king over Israel. There was not supposed to be a king over Israel, but Israel wanted to have a king just like all the other nations around them had kings. God was their king. Oh my goodness. The governments are in the shape that they are today because God is not in control of them. They don't want God in control. They are the mess that they are today. America is but about 240 plus years old. I believe it's 244 years old. Youngest nation on this planet. All these other nations have been around for years, some of them thousands of years. You look back in American histories sometimes and you, then you start comparing it to other nations' histories and you see how far back those other nations' histories go. And America starts at a certain place and then there's nothing before that. But Americans didn't just come about. They came about from all these other nations. My God, help us this morning. I'm going to be talking about in a little bit. Uh, you remember me saying March is Women's History Month? I have three women in history that I'm going to be highlighting this morning as well. I forgot to tell you all that in the beginning. I'm so sorry. But um, do know, women are so important. Praise God. And I, I'm not going to be focused on, on women in the Bible but the women in the Bible are awesome. Oh, my Lord. They are awesome. There, there are some women in the Bible, praise God, that you certainly wouldn't want to mess with. Uh-uh. Praise God. But th there's some women in our natural history, too, that have done some 
I mean, truly, truly amazing things. And sometimes it's closer to have relatability with someone um, that is not a biblical example. And and I'm going to be relating to some of these natural and physical examples in just a, a few minutes so that we can have a little more understanding why we have such reason to rejoice. You know, my wife made mention of all of the chaos and that's going on and the hatred and everything that is still just seems like it, there, there's just a, a short fuse for it to erupt anywhere at any time. And these are the things that we need to be prepared for. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23, it says this, And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. See the power of music? The power of being able to play an instrument? Who's ever that can play an instrument sat down to play that instrument when you were maybe a little bit distressed, having some anxiety about something, and began to play and worship, praise God, and you felt better? Amen. I'm a witness. Praise God. Now, I, now, some of you don't play instruments, but you enjoy music. How many of you in those same circumstances, you know, you, you put on some music when you were feeling the stress of the, the day, the anxiety, and, and you put on some music, and it began to refresh you. Amen. That's the power of music. Rejoice evermore, somebody. Rejoice evermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. And here's Saul. Um, Saul was going to be replaced as king by the man. (laughs) By the same man who was playing that music that refreshed him. Praise God. The same man who loved God, who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. Saul tried to kill David numerous times. David could have killed Saul, cut his skirt off in the cave. Then talk to him about it. Tell him all about it. But did not want to do any harm To his king. Because of the respect that he had. That God had appointed him king over the nation. Knowing that God had called him, David, to replace that same man. Rejoice evermore, church. God has called you. Each of you individually, God has called you. Rejoice evermore. You might feel sometimes like the world is out to get you. That the things in this world are out to destroy you. And sometimes people do feel that way. Help us, Lord. 
My God. How many of you have ever heard that actions speak louder than words? Praise God. How many have uh, ever dealt with anger or evil in your heart? <laughs> How many of you ever had uh, somewhat of a hard time, you know, being able to focus on removing that evil from your heart? All right. <clears throat> How many of you sometimes find it a little difficult to have peace and happiness throughout your day? <laughs> See, what we need to learn how to do is let that evil go, because that evil is wrong thinking, but we need to learn how to truly let it go. Because sometimes we can, for a moment, let it go. And that moment could be right now that we are letting it go. And as soon as we get up to leave, it's right back. Somebody say, help me, Lord. I want to rejoice evermore. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. How is it then that our minds seemingly go astray <laughs> even though God... Even those who are called of God, our minds go astray. Saul's mind had went astray. Called of God, anointed of God to be the first king over Israel, started out good. And his mind went astray. Don't you know you can get saved and your mind could still go astray? <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. Hold on to that thought. Don't you forget it. How is it that our minds go astray, even, though, even us, those called of God? I'm included in that. How can my mind go astray? Let me highlight now some of these women in history. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Susan B. Anthony. How many of you have heard of Susan B. Anthony? Raise your hands, okay? She's on the coin, the dollar coin that circulated for a long time. You don't see them anymore. Praise God. But let me give you a little bit of history about Susan B. Anthony. Like many early reformers, Susan B. Anthony began her po political career as a temperance crusader. But in 1851, after a faithful meeting with suffrage activist Elizabeth Cady Stanton, she threw herself into the women's rights and abolition causes. Anthony flourished in her relationship with the well-educated, politically astute Stanton, and we're going to talk about her in a moment, and the two made an indomitable team. Praise God, they were like the Cape Crusaders of the women's suffrage movement. Praise God. And <clears throat> do you know women were given the right to vote through the 19th Amendment of the Constitution. It was passed in uh, June, um, the June 4th of 1919, but it wasn't ratified until August 18th of 1920. But they were given that right to vote. But a lot of them still were not encouraged to vote, were discouraged to vote, as an agent of the American Anti-Slavery Society, 
Susan Anthony traveled relentlessly, speaking out in favor of freedom for African Americans. She also campaigned vigorously to extend women's rights. She worked with Stanton to gain passage of New York's Married Women's Property Law, which was passed in 1860. The measure gave women legal control of their own wages, property, and children for the first time. Some of the same things that women are still struggling with today happened way back when. Praise God. But they still were not encouraged along the way. What kind of world are we living in? What kind of societies do we live in? And it doesn't only happen in America. For the rest of her career, Anthony fought for civil rights for women and African Americans, serving as a leader of several national organizations. Praise God. Those of you who are joining us via online, um, you're seeing these things and you're seeing the link to this information. Praise God. And you can go and you can get this same information and read further. I'm only going to read parts of their um, stories. And, and these, all of these women that I'm highlighting here this morning, there have been books, there have been movies and everything written about them. Okay? Then um, Susan B. Anthony was a fearless activist who understood the power of publicity. Anthony was arrested for voting in the 1872 presidential election. My God. An all-male jury convicted her, but she refused to pay her fine. Anthony was honored internationally for her efforts on behalf of women. Still, by the time of her death in 1902, only four states of the United States allowed women to vote. Praise God. Voting is a serious thing. If you don't vote, get registered to vote. Praise God. I don't care what party you are. I don't subscribe to any political party. I really don't. It's up to you what party you want to support. But vote, you should. Elizabeth Cady Stanton experienced a critical moment in her development as a feminist at the 1840 World Anti-Slavery Convention in London. At the convention which Stanton attended her, with her husband, abolitionist Henry Brewster Stanton, women were forbidden from officially participating. Lucretia Mott, another American woman at the convention, shared Stanton's disappointment at the prohibition. The two discussed the need for a convention on women's rights. Praise God. Any sisters in here still feel like women are kind of uh, unappreciated, disregarded, mistreated in the workplace? That there are still kind of the, this whole idea about the feminist movement? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. It does still exist. Eight years later, Mott and Stanton saw their idea come to fruition. 
at the world's first women's rights convention held at Seneca Falls, New York. There, Stanton read the Declaration of Sentiments, a document modeled on the Declaration of Independence that outlined women's grievances and their demands for civil rights. One issue, woman suffrage, would occupy most of her time. The last woman I'm going to highlight here this morning is named Sojourner Truth. Sojourner Truth. Freed from slavery in 1827, Sojourner Truth became an eloquent speaker, not only for abolition, but for women's rights as well. Born in bondage to the Hardenburgs, an affluent Dutch family in the late 1790s, Truth was originally named Isabella. Belle Hardenburg, as she was commonly known, was visited at a young age by voices and visions that she believed were messages from God. After a farmer named Isaac Van Wagner helped Isabella gain her freedom, she adopted his last name as her own. Isabella Wagner began her career as a preacher. Praise God. From slave woman, no rights, to free woman preaching the word of God. She carried the message of God to anyone who would listen. In 1843, she joined a utopian community of abolitionists in Northampton, Massachusetts. At about that time, she adopted the name Sojourner Truth. Truth traveled throughout the East and Midwest preaching in churches, tent meetings, private homes, and village streets. At Northampton, she had adopted the cause of abolition. Later, she would speak out on behalf of women's rights as well. Praise God. During the Civil War, Truth worked on behalf of both African-American soldiers and newly freed slaves. In 1864, she met with Abraham Lincoln in the White House. After the war, Truth continued her efforts to find new homes for freed men. She died in Battle Creek, Michigan in 1883. Praise God. I tell you the story about those three women this morning because they had to overcome much adversity, much obstacles. The um, example of my wife and I learning the guitar, one of the things that we faced was obstacles, adversities in doing that, in learning the guitar. Praise God. The adversities that we faced in learning that guitar are nothing compared to what the obstacles that these women had to overcome. They are nothing compared to some of the obstacles that are in our own minds. That exist in our own minds. Ain't nobody really put them there. They're in our own minds. Praise God. And that is what one of the things I want to address this here this morning. Some of those things that we hold so dear to that cause us to not be able to rejoice evermore are things that exist only in our own minds. And they prevent us from being able to rejoice evermore. I want you to turn with me to the book of Matthew in chapter 4. 
The verse of scripture there that we're going to look at is verse 10. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10. But Matthew chapter 4 highlights details of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness by the devil. Praise God. Jesus' temptation by the devil. And I'm only going to read verse 10. Y'all can go back and read verses 1 through 11. And that covers all of that particular part of his temptation. But verse 10, I wanted to bring to our attention here this morning. And it says, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Other versions of the Bible say that, that he said, Get thee behind me. Okay? Get thee hence. Which is another word for behind? Get thee behind me, Satan. That was his final response to the temptations that the devil had presented to him. Get thee behind me, Satan. You see, what is out in front of us is what will lead us. What is out in front is what will lead us. And we got to tell those things that are in front of us, that are hindering us, that are our obstacles to get behind. Get behind me. What is out in front of us will become what we worship. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. In Matthew chapter 6, just a couple uh, chapters over, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 13, let us look at this verse of scripture. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 13, it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. How long? Forever. Forever. Amen. Let's put an end to this. <laughs> it is forever. Amen. So be it. Lead us not into temptation. See, the, and, and we're going to talk about temptation here real quick because I think some of us have a um, mis some misgivings about temptation. Yeah, we know that there are some things out there that tempt us in, in certain things and we're, we all have our you know, things that tempt us. But this scripture is so important to our message this morning for our ability to rejoice evermore. Because is that our desire to rejoice evermore? And to pray without ceasing, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Rejoice evermore at what the Lord is doing. And, and we got to see these things, but they got to be out in front of us. If we put something else out in front of us, it is going to prevent us from being able to rejoice evermore. My God. And when we look at this verse of scripture, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Do, is that the purpose of God to lead us into temptation? No, but he realizes that temptation does exist because the same enemy that tempted him is the same enemy that is going to tempt you. 
Mm-hmm. And where's that enemy exist a lot of times, as I said it before? In our minds. In our minds. We can go from a good day to a bad day just like that in our minds. My God. Examples of temptation. Those of us who struggle with uh, alcohol, it might be to drink. Those of us who struggle with smoking, it might be to smoke. Those of us who struggle with drugs or addictions, it might be those addictions. Those of us who struggle with uh, immorality, sex, it could be that. Those of us who struggle with evil thinking, it could be that. Those of us who struggle with Telling somebody off. It could be that. Have you ever, have you ever had the thought? Had Because I have. You know, marriages, in, in a marriage sometimes, you formulate what you're going to tell your wife. She formulates what she's going to tell you. Oh, oh yeah. And, and then a big tsunami happens. And is those, are those good thoughts? Is there any good result of those things? Really? So we have put the enemy out in front of us. And have you ever been to the point, if somebody does that again, if they say that again, I'm going to hit them. I remember there used to be times when I'd hear people arguing, and I would just yell out, hit them! <laughs> Wrong. It was wrong, Caleb. I admit it. That was just totally wrong. But I wasn't a person to argue myself. If someone started arguing with me, I just figured they wanted to fight. I'm like, let's, let's go. Don't be yelling at me, calling me all kind of names and everything. You just want everybody to hear you. I'm going to shut you up. <laughs> I'm so glad God helped me. <laughs> Praise God. But when we put these things out in front of us, and these things are leading us, they are tempting us to follow through with them. We got to do what Jesus did. Get thee behind me, Satan. We got to put all of those evil things, the drinking, the smoking, the drugs, the addictions, the sex, the thinking evil, the telling somebody off, the hitting somebody. Put them behind us. And somebody say amen. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from this evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. See, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. That was the last sentence of the Lord's Prayer that he taught them how to pray. This is, has to be our thinking. Because he's establishing a kingdom here. Too, too many times we get focused on going to heaven instead of being heaven right here. My God. 
And I believe that is the one of the reasons behind that is this. And we're going to look at, you can turn there to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Very important scripture. We um, say this scripture quite often, Maria, praise God. But again, I think we sometimes miss what this scripture is saying, Brother Mike. So I want to say this scripture again in the context of this message this morning in rejoicing evermore. We have so much to rejoice about, praise God. And, and, and this is the scripture this morning in Romans 12 and chapter 2. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I want to focus on that word renewing. And see, that is a word that really is, is not a word. It's a concept. See, it's, it has a prefix to it, and that prefix is re. How do you renew something? What that really means, re, is to return. Go back. To its original state. Go back to its original state. So how do I go back to my original state? Before I go back to my original state, I better know what my original state is. Because so often in the Bible, we go back to the scripture that says, um, we were born in sin, shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So do, is that my original state? <laughs> so is that the state that I want to return to? No. So to be renewed in my mind and to go back to my original state, I got to go back to my original state where I was in the spirit with God. Anybody want to go there? All right, go back. Go get this flesh off because this flesh is what causes us problems. This flesh is what causes all the obstacles, puts all the obstacles in our way that we were just naming just a few moments ago. Praise God. So this flesh, we, we got to get rid of. In order to go back to our original state, we need any. Okay. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I jumped. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. <clears throat> Jeremiah 1, another very, very uh, well-known verse of scripture. All of you, I've preached about Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 before. <clears throat> Praise God. Janelle, you've probably been in some services before when I mentioned Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Can I get a witness? Have y'all heard me preach about Jeremiah 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 5 before? And it says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Okay, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, I know that God is specifically talking to Jeremiah the prophet at this time. But do you think that God only knew Jeremiah before you think that scripture is only about him? Amen. Didn't he? Don't you think he knew you too before he formed you in the belly? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So you were known by God. 
In the spirit you were known by God. Hallelujah. That is, that is our original state. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? That is the state I want to return to. Praise God. My original state. See, when I know what my original state is, was, because it's not just was, it still is. <laughs> it still is. That's the exciting thing. It still is. My God. So let's now turn to Rome. I'm getting ready to conclude here. Oh, my gosh. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I am. That's awesome. I know I'm. Y'all think I talk too long? Praise the Lord. Online, do y'all think I talk too long? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I know, uh, you know, some of these things, uh, rejoicing evermore is so important and is so exciting. I get excited about preaching the word of God, sharing it with you, seeing you accept the word of God. Seeing your faces glow with excitement. You can't see your face, but you can see mine. Can you see the glow of excitement on my face this morning? <laughs> can you see the, re can you feel the rejoicing evermore that is in my soul? Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. See, because these things we're putting behind us, praise God. We're putting them far behind us. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Woo. And the one who loves me is the one who's leading me. The Holy Spirit is leading and guiding me into all truth. Somebody say amen. Praise God. In Romans chapter 8 <laughs> oh little Corey is with us this morning she isn't but two years old and she yelling out amen Romans chapter 8 verse 28 it says and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? If you count yourself in that number, you need to be shouting and clapping unto the Lord this morning. Those of you joining us online, you put some clapping hands in the comments this morning. Praise God. If those scriptures are talking about you, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay to make some noise and shout for joy unto the Lord. We are rejoicing evermore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, baby, Corey is with us. Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. We have a couple more scriptures and we're done. Hallelujah. About rejoicing evermore. And I encourage you this morning, don't allow any of those things that you have put out in front of you in your own mind, putting those things out in front of you, letting those things lead you, 
but let the Spirit of God lead you with love in your heart for even the worst of your enemies. And let me introduce you to your worst enemy. Can I tell you it's not the devil? It is you. You can be your own devil. You can be your own devil leading you. (laughs) Help us, Lord. Thinking we're going to make heaven our home. And we're leading ourselves, paving the road to destruction all the way. Not living a victorious life that our Lord and Savior died for that we can experience and enjoy right now. Right now. Today. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in them. Hallelujah. Rejoice evermore, my brothers, my sisters, my friends. Praise God. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 30 said, And when they had sung in him, <laughs> they went out into the Mount of Olives. Who's it talking about? Jesus and his disciples. That's who this verse of scripture is talking about. Jesus and his disciples. They got together. Let's sing, my friends. <laughs> Praise God. You think they were singing a song of sadness? I'm a lonesome cowboy. I don't think so. (laughs) Praise God. But see, Jesus was rejoicing. He was rejoicing at seeing the vision of you. His disciples, praise God, saw his vision. And they went to work. Hallelujah. Spreading the good news of the gospel. My God. Rejoice evermore, my, my friends. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this verse of scripture because this is a commandment to the churches in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Debbie, praise God. This is the command to us because we are the church of the living God. Sister Helen, I thank you for being part of the church of the living God. Sister Helen was with us right from the beginning when we started this church in our home. Praise God. And she showed up Sunday after Sunday in our living room. Praise God. Singing songs of praise. We'd be waking up the neighbors sometimes. Praise God. With songs of praise. But look at us today. And look at all the things that God is doing. He knew all these things were going to come to pass. We had no idea, praise God, that all these things would happen as a result. We were just going about doing the Lord's work about our Father's business. Rejoicing evermore. Because I don't think we rejoiced any less when we were in our home. (laughs) Praise God. 
Sister Lois, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, it says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And I, I say that and I say my sister's name this morning because I know she goes around singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody, making a melody in her heart to the Lord. And I know that many of you do. Praise God. It is a joy to hear my son Isaiah going throughout the home sometimes, just belting out a song of praise unto the Lord. To hear my wife, she's getting ready throughout the day, praise God. And I hear her in her room, or she's in the other uh, room right by um, where we all kind of, it's like a community room. And she'll be in the other room, and she'll just be singing songs of worship. Praise God. Oh, giving thanks, as it says in verse 20, always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Rejoice evermore. I'm going to end with this thought. <clears throat> Praise God. How many, of you, how many of you came here in a car this morning? Okay. How many of you ever ridden in a car, driven a car? Raise your hand. Flown in an airplane? Okay. Um, eaten produce, vegetables of any kind? Okay. Milk. Drank milk. Okay. How many of you have ever uh, worn cotton? Cotton. Something made out of cotton. All right. And, and so... You know, the women that we highlighted this morning, praise God, many of them worked in the textile industry. Slaves worked in picking cotton. If you knew that some of the people that grew the vegetables that you ate last night were racist, would you throw the vegetables up? Would you throw the remaining ones away that you have at home? But many of the people, many of the products and the services that we enjoy. How many of you got a cell phone? All right. How many of you use computers? Many of these people would not like you for who you are, what you are. But is it okay that we still use their products and services? Okay. Yeah, it is. See, the scripture says, all things work together for the good for those that love God and are the called according to his purpose. <laughs> all things. Everything and man is doing whether he gives glory to God or not they are going to work together for the good for those who are the cause those who love God mm. hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah that's why we can't put these things out in front of us we gotta put these things in behind us none of these things See, the devil tried to tempt Jesus with all of these things. 
Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. We got to look at all of these things and all of the things that then formulate in our mind. I'm not going to wear that shirt because it's made out of cotton. Uh, my ancestors way back when had to pick cotton. I'm not going to eat those vegetables. They were grown on a black farm. I don't eat uh, food from black people. Can you imagine? But there are people that think like this, as my wife was relating to earlier. This is what is really just uh, fueling all of the racism and prejudice that still exists today. But we got to say, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me. And rejoice evermore. <laughs> Praise God. My brothers, my sisters, that concludes my message this morning. And it is with rejoicing evermore in my heart that I pray that I have delivered this message unto you. God bless you. Amen. Those of you who are online, God bless you. Love you.